Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. Hey guys, this is Insurance and Finance Live from the headquarters of Hamburg of Digital Scouting in Hamburg, Germany, and from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we have Emma Woolley, uh, the director of marketing of Bull Penguin. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here today. How have you been over the last uh, weeks and uh, how's the situation? Yeah, so I'm doing well. Um, like everyone else, I am hunkering down at home, which is why I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota, not Columbus, Ohio, which is where Bull Penguin is based. Uh, so it's been a strange, I feel like I say surreal and unprecedented about every five minutes these days. Um, but it just really is, it's, it's hard to get used to, but we're settling in. Um, yeah, I was already kind of well set up to work from home. So that was kind of business as usual, but it's just very strange to not be going out, not have conferences, you know, we're, we're normally would be ramping up for conference season right now. So, uh, it's a, it's a whole new world. That's for sure. <laughs> Yes, I actually would have been in Florida right now at uh, in a great conference there. So that, that, that was being canceled. So uh, corona, corona ruined my trip to uh, Florida. But again, we know we have a lot of people suffering out there right now. So I'm not going to complain. Um, you are leading the, the, the marketing department of, I would say, one of the freshest brands uh, in insurance and insurtech in the U.S. Um, how is it, and you had some great news, I think, over the last weeks already prepared to drop into the market. How do you break into the news cycle um, in these times? Yeah, this is really the, like the billion dollar question for us on the marketing side is, what do you do right now? Um, you know, we have announced some really exciting news for us, commercial auto and adding ENS, excess and surplus to our terminals and our, our platform. Um, but that's not the top of mind stuff right now for the broader news cycle. Um, and for us, that's meant kind of pivoting. You know, we had a lot of stuff planned for the next few months here. You know, we had some press releases, we had conferences. Um, so how do you pivot and you know, make sense of this new world. And for us, that meant just kind of adjusting the tone of what we're doing. Um, so yeah. ENS, we actually announced in our um, our Bull Penguin newsletter yesterday. So instead of making a big splash and like, you know, heading up to the news outlets, um, it's really kind of just toning that back a little bit, making sure everyone knows what we're doing, especially people yeah. who that affects, um, but then adding value where it makes sense. So like, where can we, how can we see a lot, obviously Bull Penguin for commercial, for um, all commercial lines. Um, yeah. So business interruption is obviously really, really hot topic. So how can we communicate what we're seeing, kind of add value, add some insights there. Um, and then just kind of scale back on, uh, you know, the, the initial media outreaches that we had planned for some of our announcements. So this is kind of yeah. pivoting, adjusting the tone and um, making do with what you have. 
Yeah, and also for the audience out there, I already see the see Ali Reza, Piotr, and Stefan Best, uh, who leads uh, the marketing of Milo, so uh, which is a commercial uh, insurance uh, startup uh, insurtech here in Germany. So probably at some conference, you you two guys should talk. Um, yeah. But if you guys out there have a question to ask or want to share your tips and tricks uh, how to market in these times, please share them with us. Or you know, if you have a, if you have a question. Uh, to, uh, to to Amber, don't hesitate. Um, so, um, do you have some 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 secrets or some ideas? Um, um, you said you how 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 did you pivot or some things you do differently, or is it more like wait and see? So for us, the first couple of weeks, our first week or two, I would say was kind of wait and see. Okay, so what's going on with this? And I think um, here in the U.S. Uh, we're obviously a little bit behind um, a few other geographies. So it's like, well, how is this going to play out here. Um, and it yeah. really went from zero to 60 or like 10 to 60 pretty quickly. Um, it was this slow ramp up and all of a sudden, like, boom, the state started shutting down. Um, and the, the media cycle, the news cycle completely turned to COVID-19 pretty, pretty quickly. There was a really abrupt switch um, last month. So at that point, I was like, okay, so it's clear that right now it's like, These coverages, business interruption coverage is top of mind. COVID-19 is top of mind. Business yeah. is having to close down and, and switch like restaurants are a great example, like switching from yeah. like dine-in to delivery if they can even stay open. So that's what's yeah. top of mind right now. So just assessing that, okay, yes, we accept that. We acknowledge that. So how can we add value to that conversation? So for us, that meant, okay, so our, our ENS news, we're going to announce that in our newsletter. Um, yeah. our commercial auto, we're going to, um, you know, release a press release, uh, but we're going to tone back and we're going to make sure that we're adding value where it makes sense. So, um, yeah. reaching out to publications, we can share what we're seeing at Bull Penguin. Yeah. Um, you know, we have powered one, I think it's over 1.3 million small businesses now. So like we're, we're in the neck of, in like in the thick of it. Yeah. Um, so how can we share those insights to the broader industry to yeah. just help? And what are your key takeaways when you look at your at your clients? What are you seeing there currently? Yeah, so for us, um, I think we're probably best known um, in some circles for our exchange, uh, which is how we kind of match small businesses and agencies and carriers. Um, and yeah. we're seeing, um, so we actually have, we have uh, customer success advocates in Columbus that speak with the small businesses. Um, and the inquiries into business interruption coverage quadrupled, uh, which yeah. is pretty clear why that's so needed right now. And, and how do we connect those businesses and communicate them? So we're just getting them to the agents that can service them as quickly as possible and, and getting them the coverage of the news as quickly as possible. So we're really seeing that need um, be the awareness so of that need. So carriers are still signing that? So that's uh, certainly there's Like for us, that coverage is built in typically um, to a BOP coverage, like a business owner's policy coverage. Yeah. Um, it's not typically like a standalone coverage that you would buy. Um, okay. And certainly each carrier is handling it differently right now um, as far as how to handle new business in general. Um, but we're, and a lot of times, I mean, in some cases, these businesses already have it. They just need to understand. They just need okay. to um, assess what they currently have. We've got a, okay. to see in the news cycle, we've got a lot going on with our, um, our, ver our verbiage and our policies and exclusions and, and states taking action. So there's a lot, it's very messy right now, um, but yeah. our core focus is just connecting the small business with the agent and the coverage. And then we kind of back out. So we don't sell insurance. We just connect yeah. with those that do. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and maybe maybe before I have my question, maybe you share two 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 sentences uh, what you're doing and um, for the two people out there that might not know it. Uh, so Bull Penguin is the technology um, at the heart of small commercial. So our founders were insurance agents here here in the U.S. Um, and they had a really tough time making small commercial scalable because it takes a lot to write it. You, know, you can spend literally weeks on one account, but you don't get the premium that you do for large accounts. So it's really hard to make that, to make that scalable. That's what we do. So you have technology in the middle that makes the connections. Um, we use like natural language processing. We have a business class selector. We, we've classified all 19,255 NAICS codes, which is how the U.S. Uh, classifies businesses. So uh, we've, we're kind of just in the middle of it all, like connecting and unifying and um, supporting so, those that are in that ecosystem. So agents and brokers are your clients who you give the technology that they actually can sign some uh, smaller businesses with that with these policies in a, in an efficient and profitable way. Yep, um, agents, brokers, and carriers. So um, we yeah. are uh, like nationwide and progressive are two names you often see us with. We power yeah. their platforms. Yeah. And I saw also on your website, you have a lot of uh, impressive names there. So, but my question was for the business interruption. So maybe it's information here, uh, over here. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if there are any that still sign that, but I was I visited a lot of websites where there, funnily enough, uh, there was no possibility anymore to sign the business interruption policy. I don't know why. Uh, and okay. um, huge, huge discussion going on in, in the insurance industry, how to handle that because you have three parts. One is, uh, it's not covered, it's excluded. Some wishy-washy, well, maybe there's called a virus, but there's a list and the list is old. And the third one is where it's included. And all are in a, in a, in a situation and there are, uh, I think it's not a secret, uh, talks behind the scenes between politics, uh, politicians, uh, politics uh, and insurance industry, how to handle that um, because nobody wants a legal mess, I think. Um, so my question uh, to you is, I was really surprised to see that you still sign this. Um, uh, the, the, the people in the yes to sign it. And my question to you is, what is like the, 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 the debate over there concerning business interruption? Um, so right now, I think the one of the largest conversations is the role of government in this. So we've got policies that don't specifically um, exclude coverage. We've got policies that don't specifically include coverage, and we've got policies that do have a virus exclusion, like specifically called out. Yeah. And those exclusions are definitely top of mind right now um, because they are pretty common. I mean, it, obviously this particular pandemic is, is unprecedented, but we've had um, epidemics in the past. I mean, we learned a lot from SARS yeah. as an industry. Um, so I still made this this form, this exclusion form, I think is from 2006. So it's not new. Yeah. Um, so there's a large number of policies that do have this exclusion on that does specifically call out no coverage for virus. Um, and this is at the center of the debate of many states. So one challenge we have here in the US is having 50 states that have 50 different divisions of insurance and um, houses <laughs> and um, senates and that is very challenging right now. We've got a lot of different conversations happening. We've got different approaches to it. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely a hot topic right now is what, you know, what happens if the state overrules um, a contract that's been in place for in many cases over a decade. I was wondering if that's, I mean, I'm not a, um, I, I didn't study law. So, um, and, and, and neither business, which is 
surprise a lot of people, but uh, I, I would not think that that's possible. But maybe we have left the sphere of what's legally uh, there and what will be done politically, because I mean, the costs are gigantic what we face right now. Um, and I mean, you have, um, considering your, 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 the, the products um, or the, the technology you provide, um, do you have a little bit of insights into how small and businesses are currently doing and why, why I'm asking this? Because here we have a lot of agents and brokers that get a lot of calls from their clients, which are in a lot of cases uh, interesting clients to them because, you know, they have some, 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 some premium there. Um, so what's the situation and, 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 and what do you, how do you uh, see it? Yeah, so we've got a really wide spectrum here. I mean, we're seeing um, a lot of businesses that are are well situated for this. You know, you've got telemedicine, you've got landscaping, you've got businesses that are have little to positive impact. And then you have a lot of businesses, and we've got like 30 million small businesses here in the U.S. Um, that are really struggling, especially on the service side, the businesses that um, rely on that in-person um, and restaurants yeah. even. I mean, I, I, I'm hearing from some restaurants who even the ones that can offer delivery that have been approved to do the curbside pickup or delivery, yeah. they're still having trouble even like making costs, like, like breaking even. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah. that's that's incredibly challenging right now. So I think we're going to see, unfortunately, a lot of businesses that aren't able to reopen. I mean, I have friends that are entrepreneurs actually if you're um, in Minnesota, you probably heard of Woolet Bakery, and that is my family. So we have a chain of bakeries here, um, and I drove by um, our like flagship uh, bakery the other day. It was like shutters closed, empty, and it's it's very eerie. So it's like it's kind of personal to me. Like I don't just work with small yeah. businesses that work. Like my family, you know, made this business in like 1953, um, and yeah. I have friends who are entrepreneurs and the sad reality is they're not all going to reopen. Um, some will thrive, some will will survive, and some will close their doors. One question, we have a lot of stimulus packages over here and a lot of um, help for smaller and mid-sized businesses. Um, but I found a quite interesting gap between what we see on TV and what I hear from a lot of friends. Uh, mm -hmm. So on TV, is everything is going to be fine and we are pouring a lot of money into it. But I, funnily enough, I have the impression not a lot uh, really reaches the the, the businesses uh, rele being relevant or there's so many bureaucratic um, aspects to it or some weird clauses people don't want to sign. Um, so so how is that? Is, is, it, is it really reaching the people or is it still in process? Um, I definitely don't think it's reaching yet. Um, and that remains to be seen. I know we, there's been conversations of um, both business and like individual um, packages to support. Um, but it all kind of seems like a band-aid. I mean, even if you give, you know, like two grand to every person and like quadruple that to every business. I mean, if this if this lasts another couple of months, you know, it's, it's just kind of a, a band-aid. Uh, I certainly appreciate I encourage all the conversation around it, but it just seems like... Yeah it's not going to uh, make or break it. We just we have to find a way yeah. to get out of this together. And um, that's, it's, that's not a, a quick fix, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and we talk now about small and, and mid-sized uh, businesses, uh, but let's also talk about carriers. What is your impression there? How are they are doing? Because you're also super connected in the mm -hmm. whole insurance industry. Yeah, and I actually came up through the carrier role. My first 10 years, um, I was on the, the um, carrier side underwriting ops. Um, and I've actually been very impressed <laughs> because 
I worked at a large carrier where we had the legacy systems um, not that long ago. And um, to, so to see them turn around like overnight into like fully remote, um, you know, I had a friend that was like driving around two weekends ago, delivering headsets to people across, across Minnesota to get their call center up and running. Um, so they just dove in and tackled it. And these are large companies that are typically, you know, you know, perceived to be slow movers. Um, who have reacted very quickly. So I've actually been very impressed and in, in how reactive they've been. We've got carriers who are like lowering auto rates or like pausing um, late cancels. Um, so yeah. I've been really impressed um, with the carriers here and how they're diving in to support their insurance. I think that's super interesting. But before we come to the point, what are they doing for the clients? We have a question from Ebro from uh, Istanbul. And she says, uh, she asks you, uh, is there any increase on digital leads currently in, in personal lines, especially health insurance? Um, I know that's not your, uh, your, your focus, but maybe you have heard something there. Yeah, so um, I've not been personally on the health side, um, but I have seen a lot of activity on the health side yeah. um, and a lot of carriers. Um, so on, on the um, in the U.S. here, you're pretty reliant on your employer. So I'm seeing a lot of employers like extending um, health benefits, even if they have to like do layoffs. Um, I know okay. I got um, a, a letter right away from my um, health insurer saying that like all COVID-19 be covered, go all get tested if you need to. Um, so they're definitely diving in, um, but I can't speak from personal experience on, on that side of, of the insurance yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned uh, things that a few insurers did like lowering uh, auto premiums. Um, I think that's super interesting interesting because we I think it's an open secret in the industry that we have certain risks that go down due to the pandemic and due to the, locked, due to the lockdown um, and we will see some crazy combined ratios I think uh, positive ones um, and some are obviously proactively uh, giving uh, it away I think a Spanish uh, a Spanish insurer just gave away a hundred million uh, in premium to their uh, clients um, um, how is it But others are not doing it. So um, maybe let's talk about the positive examples. Who impressed you the most? Uh, and, and what do you think others could learn from that? Yeah, so I've seen a few carriers. Uh, one that comes to mind is American Family. Um, yeah. And American Family is a mutual um, insurer. So, I mean, it makes sense that they're um, obviously very proactive here. Um, and from like an underwriting and rating perspective, um, you don't typically make midstream adjustments to a risk. I mean, you expect that there's going to be some fluctuation throughout the year. So um, I was surprised to see that, imme that, that immediate reaction. And I think there's others that are like pausing late cancel, which I think um, is, is certainly helpful too. I mean, you're going to prioritize your bills if you're laid off or furloughed. I mean, you're going to prioritize and insurance is not usually at the top. Um, it's usually hopefully a high priority, but not the top. Um, so I think, think that that makes a lot of sense. And just the carriers that are getting out there and communicating and they're on social media and supporting, I think that's very positive. So, so the, the human tragedy is happening right now, maybe not put aside because I think we cannot do it, but you know, uh, putting the, what we discussed in relation, isn't it actually a, an, also a big opportunity for the insurance industry to get rid of our bad reputation, or at least for a lot of carriers mm -hmm. that are doing the right thing, because you know, doing the right thing at the right moment is, I think, the right thing. Um, do you think we can use this, or we as an industry could you know, 
also share more the stories what we're doing uh, a friend of mine uh, he said you know everybody is always talking bad about us and you know we are the least liked industries but these ventilators are mostly paid by you know the the, the health insurers mm -hmm. so um do you think we could actually use this as an opportunity in maybe when the when the dust has settled or to, to learn something to communicate better and more what we are actually doing all day Yeah, I think this is something that I feel very strongly about for the industry overall um, is just shifting that perception. Um, I think there's a lot of negativity in public perception. Um, I know yeah. here like social inflation is a, a, a huge issue and that certainly plays into it, right? Is like the this image of insurers as like the big bad insurer. Um, again, I'm speaking primarily from like the PNC side, um, but I yeah. do think there's an opportunity whenever there's a crisis to be there for your insureds as a carrier and as an agent. Um, and yeah. one of my concerns is like what business interruption coverage, however it ends up playing out, like how is this gonna impact um, like the public perception of personal lines? Because yeah. people don't tend to read like exclusions and like the, you know, page 14 of 15 in their, yeah, in, right. in, in their insurance policy. Thing, you know? like do they understand why they don't have coverage and you know whether the state however the states rule um how is the commercial insurance industry going to come out of this um and again i think there's a lot of agents doing a great job doing some proactive outreach explaining yeah. what's going on um and just kind of communicating that's the main thing is like when you whether you pay a claim or deny a claim which is that the insured understands why um and hopefully yeah. understands why before they pay for the coverage so that it's not it doesn't feel like a bait and switch and that's the main thing is that we're, yeah. we're we're protecting them we're following through on the promise um and the promise the perception of the promise and the actual promise if there's a a gap between that that certainly can create a lot of issues and i think communication is a super important point what you say not only of, of course also with the um uh, sensitive topics but in general I have some friends that said I got a call like from everybody on this planet and an email from you know people I've never heard about and that want to help me everybody talk to me but not my insurer. So I think there we have a lot of room to improve but let's look ahead and we have Stefan Best from from Milo who asks uh, uh, you know about your uh, a certain thing he says what is your recommendation how to most effectively approach corporate insurance prospects these days using state-of-the-art marketing? Wow. Um, so I think uh, right now, if you're not already set up, it's going to be a challenge to catch up. Um, but yeah. using a tool, uh, whether that's a, a partner or something that, that you create on your own, um, to be able to connect with prospects from a multi-channel approach. And that's one thing that I'm seeing across the board, whether it's B2B or B2C, is that you have multiple channels established to connect with prospects. So like for us, yeah. that means like not relying on conferences to connect, like in-person conferences to connect with people. If you're an agent, that means not relying on like local events to connect with prospects. Um, so having like spreading it out so that you have a multi-channel approach. Um, so I think, uh, even rudimentary tools, right? Like being on social media, um, using platforms like Whole Penguin if you're in the US, um, finding yeah. different ways to connect and to allow people to find you and connect with you and understand what you do. Um, I think that's really the key to surviving this crisis. 
There was a, a social media guru actually today in his podcast saying now it's not the time for branding. Now it's a uh, time for focusing on, you know, your business model. Um, I have a pretty strong opinion about it, but what do you think about it? Well, I think it depends on how you define branding. Like branding gets a bad name. You know, it's not about like, like, like what we're doing right now, like, you know, content <laughs> and things like that. I mean, content, true content should be adding value. You know, it, yeah. it shouldn't be um, like a, a, a sleazy thing. Um, so to me, when I think about branding, I, branding is wh wherever you show up. Um, so if you show up and add value, um, yeah, I guess you're you're branding, but you're also adding value and adding your insights to the conversation. I think that's so important right now. Like you mentioned, um, you, you weren't a lawyer at the beginning. I'm like, I'm not either. <laughs> I rely on the content from lawyers. You know, obviously, I, like Michael Young and Chris Cheatham, a couple of lawyers I follow, like I rely on their content to to stay current. Um, so, yeah, they're branding, but they're adding a ton of value to the conversation. So um, I think if you define branding in a very negative way, <laughs> then, yeah, you probably shouldn't brand but how i define branding yes you absolutely keep branding and keep adding value and again yeah. like for us it's, it's about figuring out we see a piece of this industry we see a, a chunk of small commercial how can we bring those insights to like help the industry right now yeah yeah yeah, I, I also think it's, uh, of course, uh, you should not spam people. Uh, and I think that's the always at each time in history a bad way of communicating and doing marketing. But uh, I think it's now the time, uh, the, now there's opportunity to to share. Now are people listening more than before? Um, and even with this uh, format just came out of, you know, the, the, the current situation. Uh, and we, we got a, a, a strong community and a lot of people out there listening, following. And also, I think, uh, especially the guests contributing concrete tips, insights. And if you hear four or five actions from all around the world and everybody's telling you that's the one thing you should do and you're thinking about it yourself, you know, in your insurer or agency, then um, a lot of people gave us the feedback, well, you know, maybe that's a good thing to do now or <clears throat> to learn also from other uh, areas. We have a lot of people in Asia, in Singapore, we, we talked to Steve Tunster, for example, and, you know, to see that their life, there is that there is a life after COVID-19 mm -hmm. is, is something super important, especially to see where in, in areas in around the world where the, the peak is just about yeah. to happen. Let's maybe talk about uh, maybe one last thing to look into the future. What do you think that will the insurance industry change and, and, and what, what could we change? What do you think? That's such a great question. Actually, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, I was talking to someone recently who um, survived like the like, crash in 87 and 9-11 um, and 2008, like has been through all of these crises before. Yeah. Um, so and it was really helpful to have that perspective of like, when you're in the thick of it, it feels like it's going to last forever. It feels like nothing's ever going to be the same again. And while things don't go back exactly to how they were before, um, it does settle into a new normal eventually. So what are you doing during that time to prepare? Um, and I think on the insurance side, we're doing a lot to prepare um, to get through this and come out even stronger. Um, and I think, as we kind of mentioned, um, what the carriers are doing to get out there, um, you know, the, the actions they're taking to show that they're there for the insurgents, that's very positive. I think yeah. um, no one expected to have to work, have the entire workforce work from home overnight. Um, and that is now, I mean, we're just making it happen. Um, I think I, I'm yeah. seeing carriers, agencies standing up like online 
marketplaces so people personal lines and commercial lines can, can access them remotely um i think yeah. we're, you know we're seeing more webinars we're seeing more virtual events um so i think all of these things um just sprung up like essentially overnight here and those are all very positive things that we can come out of it and also i think um from a policy language perspective we're learning a lot about um, what people understand and don't understand about the commercial lines and what states are willing to do. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I guess I was naive, but I was surprised to see so many states jumping into um, like proposing language to um, overthrow um, an exclusion that was in place. I was like, that's a big lesson learned for me is like states could actually do that. And I don't know that they will, but the fact that it's gotten as far as it has, like, wow, like, so what do we do in the future to prepare for that? Um, so like, you know, when, when you're an actuary and you're setting rates, how do you anticipate these types of things? Um, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Maybe. I think all of those things are really, really uh, good lessons learned for us. Yeah. And I really hope that it persists and we, that we don't have a restoration where we just fall back. Our people um, right. are saying, okay, in, 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 the, in this crisis, we acted positively or we acted this way, but now we're going back to being, you know, hierarchical, uh, industrialized uh, organizations from the 19th century. Um, yeah. I was also so totally surprised uh, that they were able to, I mean, I don't know. I have not heard of any insurer breaking, imploding. What could have, what could have happened? Uh, yesterday we talked to uh, Carsten Schultz. He's the CFO of Valois Insurance, and like third largest insurer from Switzerland. Like I think they have seven thousand five hundred people. And he also said, "Well, a challenging few weeks, but we did it." So um, and I think that's good. And then they were like one of the uh, the, the cooler, and before they were already agile and and, and modern in a way as as incumbent. Um, and I think I think that's my biggest takeaway. If you would have asked me if I would bet money on a scenario like that, and almost all insurers making it possible, like even with call mm -hmm. centers, what you mentioned, yep. I would have not betted on it. Never, not never. Same. <laughs> maybe we are stronger. Maybe we are stronger as uh, as a lot of people, including me, would have thought. Which gives me hope that we, when we mm -hmm. continue this energy and this openness uh, uh, maybe we can even change more things and do more things for our clients um Agreed. yeah one, one last question we always ask uh, uh, you is um is there anything the insurance and intertech community could do for you now i think let's just keep coming together um i've been really involved in like like the switching to virtual you know um so bull penguin we did our our, our first webinar last week first webinar a long time last week had a great rate over 400 people um i you know we were doing like virtual happy hours we're doing like virtual coffees um internally and externally um so i think let's just all keep doing that let's just agree <laughs> to keep connecting i know it's really hard right now and like a lot of us are we're all we all have a different experience throughout this craziness um, but let's keep sharing our experience and let's keep sharing our insights and what we're each seeing in our respective organization. I think that's how we're going to come out of this together and come out of this stronger. So let's keep it going. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. And also thank you for the community out here, the commenting, Ali Reza, Piotr, Stefan, Ebru. Uh, sorry, Stefan, that we didn't answer your last question. And also the people all liking and sharing like crazy. Vikas, uh, AC, Desiree, Hugo, Theodora, Anad, Samir, uh, Ryan, Julie. I think we have people from all around the world. Uh, from uh, yeah, I think from all around the world, Asia, oh, Middle East. That's so cool. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think uh, America, of course, uh, Canada and, and all around the world. So, Emma, thank you very much for your time. I know I have a lot of things to do, uh, managing uh, everything and, and keeping the uh, one of the hottest brands and insurance <laughs> in the US uh, as fresh as you guys have been.